Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the South Face Show, South Face Spotlight on December 19th, 2020. I'm sorry, November 19th, 2020. I'm, uh, I'm speeding ahead. Live, love, laugh, and leave a legacy. That's what we do here in the South Bay of Los Angeles, and it's a beautiful place to do just that. Today's show is brought to you by Forever Memoirs. Forever Memoirs tell stories, your story. We produce A&E biography-style films for individuals, families, nonprofits, and others, complete with interviews, photographs, drawings, paintings, music, and narration to create invaluable memoirs of the past and present for generations to enjoy. Your personal family history is more important than anything your children will ever see in a movie or on television. We provide you with a way to document your history for yourself, for your children, and their children forever. Forever Memoirs can provide a free consultation at 310-379-9822. Call now. Forever Memoirs will professionally interview your family and weave into that biography all the photos, keepsakes, mementos, paintings, archival film, and music that will aid in the telling of the story of that person's life and capture the laughter and the wisdom forever. Call us to discuss the possibilities at 310-379-9822 and have that conversation before life gets in the way again at 310-379-9822. Call now. (laughs) I'm your host, Joe Terry, and you can read all about our many adventures on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose. That is what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And of course, I'm not alone because of our great partnership with South Bay by Jackie.com and the executive producer of the South Bay show, Jackie Balestra. Hey, Jackie, how are you? I am. I am well this morning, Joe. I am well. Did you catch our segment last night on LA unscripted? No, I didn't. LA unscripted. Yeah. Yeah. It's on channel five. It's on at seven o'clock, seven o'clock on channel five. And they did a, feature segment on um, my new business, uh, Stub Stories Apparel. So uh, that was fun. I had a little watch party last night. Wow. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> You're doing yeah. quite well as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Oh, it's fun. It's fun. Um, I- I'm going to get the uh, – I went online this morning and I found the show, but it's the whole show, and we're just a four-minute segment. So um, a little later on I'll get the link just for our segment and I'll post it and everybody can watch it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Fantastic. And it, That's it was wonderful. It was funny. I, I don't know if I told you this. It's funny, but um we have the Etsy app on our on, on our phones. And so whenever we make yeah. a sale, the phone goes cha ching. And uh <laughs> last night it started about a minute into the show we started getting cha ching, cha ching, cha ching, cha ching. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was funny. And, yeah, and and it, you know it's it's amazing is um you know we just launched this October 28th. And what's amazing yeah. is we've had people order order items from France and Canada and England and Germany. I, it's just it's just wild, yeah. you know. The internet just it just makes it it's like it makes everything possible. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. uh that's a good way of putting it. It's a, a universe of possibilities. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. This is uh, amazing. Uh, you're gonna have it's to. Fun. Uh, you're gonna. You're gonna grow. Yeah. This is good. Good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Something new and exciting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wonderful. So I'm actually quite excited. I'm actually quite excited about today's show because you know. I am a, an avid reader. Avid doesn't begin to describe voracious it. Voracious um, reader. Voracious. I'm a voracious reader. Yes, uh, and <laughs> that's no exaggeration. That's no no. It's no exaggeration. You know, um, yeah. uh, last year I started having some issues. You know, with my eyes, um, and I couldn't read mm. the way I used to. 
but you know, prior to that, you know, I was I read like between two hundred and fifty and three hundred books a year. You know, I, I read yeah. a lot. Um, I'm down a little from that now. You know, I'm I'm probably, you know, I'm I'm not at that level anymore. But I still read a tremendous amount, and uh, it, you know, it's you know, it's always in my top five things to do. You know, I never put the the favorite things to do in order. I just have a top five in in no particular order. So, and reading, reading is one of them. So. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Reading is very important for people. <sighs> Too many people are, uh, you know, video enhanced. I was just, um, I was just absolutely uh, uh, reading an article about a Facebook executive who believes that Facebook will be primarily video by, you know, just a year or two from now, which is scary. Well, I don't understand um, what that – what do you mean will be primarily video? What does I, that mean? Instead of text, people will have the tools on their phones and on their computers to just, you know, just talk, uh, just just record their reactions to things. And uh, um, people will, will talk – I mean uh, type less and less on Facebook, which I think is kind of scary. Yeah, well, uh, not me. Not me. You know me. Yeah. I'm a writer. Yeah. I like I like right. I like to write. Yeah, I yeah. So that that's not happening here. So, um, shall we get to today's guest? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, our guest this morning is Linda McLaughlin Feigl, one of the owners of Pages, a bookstore in Manhattan Beach. Now, Pages is an independent, full-service bookstore located in downtown Manhattan Beach, and was founded in 2010 by three local, passionate bibliophiles. Patty, Linda, and Margot, with the goal of bringing a quality, independent bookstore to the South Bay. Now, today, Pages is the place where book lovers of all ages, where reading, meeting, and discussing books is a way of life. They offer a carefully curated selection of new fiction, nonfiction, children's books, cooking, surf books, coffee table books, and bestsellers. They have a knowledgeable and caring staff who can match any reader with the perfect book. They regularly host author events and book signings, weekly story times, and four monthly book clubs. Pages provides complimentary gift wrap, and gift cards are available for that hard-to-select for reader. Now, this morning, we'll learn about the series of publishers' rep nights that have been taking place the last few Thursday nights, with the last one happening tonight at 6. Linda, welcome to the program. We're so glad you could join us this morning. Thank you for having me. I, well, welcome. Uh, thank, welcome. You for, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here <laughs> and a pleasure to talk about books with other readers in the South Bay. Well, um, there is something really fundamental about a neighborhood bookstore. I, I cannot tell you how grieved I was to see either or bookstores leave Hermosa Beach. When we first moved to Hermosa Beach, that was the center of the downtown as far as we were concerned. And uh, it was just a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood bookstore. And they had to leave. There was just financial reasons that they had to leave. And uh, it was a loss. It was. It was a loss. I used, I used to go there all the time. I, you know, Linda, right. um, I'd love to get a little background on pages because as we all know, you know, I, I, I don't know how many years ago it was that the monster chain bookstores started opening up and, and, and the little mom and pop places started closing. <laughs> how long ago was that? Well, that's been going on for a long time. And, and, you know, in addition to the big box bookstores, you've got your big box retailers that sell books like Target and Costco. And then, of course, we have the evil online vendor who shall remain evil. nameless. So that's been going on for a long time. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the evil online bookseller, you know, I have to tell you something. When I when when that company first started, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I've died and gone to heaven. I can go online and order mm. books. And mm. and I did. I was so excited, right? And I started ordering. And then what happened was I got my, my books, whatever. And then the next time I went on to order, they were recommending books. 
And mm-hmm. just as an example, I you know I can't remember what it was, but just let's say I ordered a trashy romance novel. Well, then all of mm-hmm. my recommendations were trashy romance novels. I would order a science fiction book, and then all of my recommendations were science fiction books, you know. Or I would order you know a, a, a biography, and then all I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, this is not. This is not. <laughs> I, you know, I have many and varied interests. You know, I don't want to just be told, "Oh, if you read that, you should read these," and it still happens. So, you know, after after I don't know, maybe half a dozen times, I was like, "I can't do this," and I went back to the bookstore. And I have not. Well, we're very very there happy to have you back. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I mean, have you ever heard that before? Has anybody ever told you that before? Yes, of course. And in fact, that is that is what we think distinguishes us and the either ors and other independent booksellers of the world is we have a heart and a soul and we are invested in the communities that we serve and the customers that visit us both online and in store. And, you know, we view ours as a very, very personal relationship. And you might be buying for yourself today and your mother-in-law tomorrow and you might want trashy mm. in the pandemic and you might want you know, self-help at the beginning of the year. And, you know, our hope is to always match um, or be able to provide with, provide you with the book you're looking for. And we have lots of excellent choices. Well, tell us, mm. tell us the backstory. Please tell us the backstory of how you and, and, and Patty and Margot got together and decided to do this in the midst of this transition from, you know, independent bookstores to the, to the big box chains. Well, many it was very thought we brave. were crazy, and um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> many, many didn't think we were crazy. Um, so Patty and I have been friends for about uh, 25, almost 30 years, and it had always been a dream of Patty Gibson to open a bookstore. And uh, she asked me if I would be willing to, to do this with her, and I said, love the idea. I'm an English and some private equity, but um, I, too, share that passion and wanted to do it only if the numbers make sense. And when we first looked at it, it really didn't make sense. There was no way we could open a store in our hometown of Manhattan Beach, afford to pay rent, make payroll, and make enough of a profit to cover those expenses. So we sort of tabled it. Then when the recession hit, and, and landlords were a little more desperate and flexible. It became more appealing. And at that point, um, Margo, who was also an, you know, a friend of ours through our kids, that she was interested in being involved in a downtown business. And thus the partnership was formed and um, it was, it, it was a great partnership and, you know, a, truly a labor of love for all three of us and something we're passionate about and um, have loved doing. And the community welcomed us and has supported us greatly. And for that, we're very, very grateful. It's mm-hmm. now been 10 years. I love. Oh, congratulations. That's exciting. Thank 10 you. Years. Yes. Yep, 2020 was our 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Jackie, uh, it's just uh, amazing to have a committed uh, bookstore in the community because it, it, it has so many uh, elements to it that you wouldn't normally expect, but having a bookstore as a committed community partner allows you to do so many things like uh, like these book signings and readings and other things like that that, uh, you know, you just can't do at any other uh, business. It's just, why is it that it's so special? Uh, you're asking Linda, well, right? Not me. <laughs> I am asking Linda, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I do think, and I think we all share this feeling. I think reader, there's a, readers are a special breed. I think they are open-minded and, and um, curious people by nature, and that lends itself well to gathering around books. And, um, you know, one of the things that is so satisfying is really the diversity and breadth of the authors that we've had and even the book, the book clubs that we host regularly. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's been an interesting challenge in this pandemic to have to pivot away from that in-person experience. 
Um, but we have, and our book clubs are thriving virtually, and we've held a number of, you know, we continue to hold author events virtually. It's, it's not quite the same, but um, we're, we're making do where we can. And I will say, too, supporters of, of independent bookstores are just a special breed. I think, for the most part, they're very enlightened and, you know, dare I say, woke to the importance of supporting a local independent business like a Pages. Um, as opposed mm-hmm. to the online retailers or the big boxes who really don't need you to buy books from them to survive. They need to sell, sell you paper towels and other things. They do not need to sell you books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. And do you believe that, that you know, the, the big box retailers tend to skew the entire industry towards a kind of book or a – um, a market because, of course, in the music industry, which has had so many different changes in this last uh, 20 years, the book industry, being much, much older, has seen many, many different challenges. But this challenge of the information age is is a challenge like no other. Um, how do you see books changing over time or the way that books are sold. Is it is is there still a trend that we can discern? You know, I think it's a really really good question and I get I, there are a couple of answers to that. I think I I would say that it truly is the independent booksellers and those readers that tend to be the tastemakers, which is I think what you're asking, you know, what what books yeah. are going to take off? I think that the yeah. online retailers and the big boxes tend to follow those trends, but they're not taste-making. They, they carry fewer titles, and they're the ones that have sort of bubbled up to the top. And so truly, you know, independent booksellers across the country put out a monthly indie next list, which is, you know, a list of the books that are pubbing in that month that, in the, you know, booksellers across the country have vetted and, and deemed the most exciting. And, you know, like, for example, the National Book Awards were announced yesterday. And if you look at the five books that were awarded, it's possible that you might not recognize those books. Those were books that we've carried since they came out. In fact, we posted one of the authors at an event at the store. They're all going to show up Mm. now at Target and Costco, I'm sure. But, um, you know, they, they made their debut and I think got their steam under them from small independent bookstores. I hope that wow. answers your question. That's exciting. Well, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I've I've I know nothing about your business. I mean, I read, but I don't know anything about the business. And I've always been curious about this because, um, you know, many years ago, Oprah did her book club, you know, and 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 what a hit that was. Now, like everybody has one, um, but uh, the the um, the book clubs, you know your small community book, you know, your, your groups, you get together with your people once a month and you, and somebody picks a book and you read it. Don't, I, from what I've read, don't those push certain works? Like maybe the publishing industry overlooked them, but all of a sudden they're getting a lot of buzz from book clubs. Yes. That's, I think that's, that's my point is that the, you know, they, those things okay. tend to then get um, discovered enthusiasm. And you raise an excellent point, Jackie, uh, you know, Oprah and Reese and Jenna with the good morning America, they have done wonders because they're smart readers and they, they're not just going for the, um, the biggest crowd pleaser. They, they, they are picking great books. And when they endorse a book, those books tend to do very well. Um, and I would say that they're more aligned to the the um, sort of the curation that I was describing earlier that is happening amongst independent booksellers. But, you know, an example that people might recall is um, that came out years ago was the book The Help. That yes. was, you know, a, a debut author. It, it came out and, you know, amongst millions of books in that year. And it was really through the small local bookstores across the country where readers got behind it. So this book is amazing. You're going to love it. Just pressing it into the hands of their customers and the book clubs and just the enthusiasm building. And then that thing stayed on the bestseller list for years, obviously became a movie and, you know, went on to wonderful success. But that, that sort of is, is an example of what you described, Jackie. Yeah. You, gosh, this is just bringing 
so many it's so many memories to me. Um, I remember reading, oh gosh, what, uh, I think it was called White Teeth by Zadie Zadie Smith. Was that her name? Or yes. did she have a three yes. name? Yeah. Nope. You know, I read that book. I, w- I was floored. She, I, think, I believe she was 19 when she wrote that. And I, I was just, mm-hmm. and she, her, her, first, her first book. Uh, do you remember how that took off? Well, she's she's amongst a number of writers like that, young writers who sort of hit this, the, the world with a vengeance. And, you know, a more recent ex- – I mean, she continues to write amazing books, and we're huge fans of hers. She had a book come out this year. But a, a more recent example is um, Brett Bennett, who her first book was called The Mothers, and it came out two or three years ago. Wonderful, wonderful book. We were fortunate to have her at Pages for a signing. And then this year she came out with a new book called The Vanishing Half, which has been on the bestseller list since it debuted in, I believe it was March. And um, she's, she's, you know, I don't, she's maybe 26, 28. She's very young. And that first book came out when she was, you know, 24 or 25. Um, so, I mean, there are, the good news is there continue to be examples, and that is exciting, very, very exciting. Yeah, I yeah, I you know, it's so funny, you know, you know, every so often one of my friends will be like, you know, you know, I'm looking for good books to read. Make make me a list of your your top 10 books. And it's so hard. It's it's ridiculously hard. You know, don't anybody ever ask me to do that again because it's, I tried doing it once or twice and it's mm-hmm. too difficult because there's always so many new and wonderful, you know, books coming out and in and, and every genre. And so well, let's 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 talk about your publisher's night when you started it and and how it's evolved. That sounds really interesting to me that publishers would make the effort to go to small bookstores or is that something new? Have they had to pivot in in the last 20 years or whatever to 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 push their stuff only because no, of we've, we've been doing I, I'm sorry. I was just thinking of it in terms of the self-publishers. You know, that, you know. Again, like the record industry, the the book industry, the publishing industry has changed dramatically because it used to be you had to know somebody to get your foot in the door of a publishing house. Now anybody and plenty of people do publish their own books. So I'm just curious how how that how how that impacted that. What impact that had. Well, our, our publisher, our publisher rep nights, we've been hosting these for, I don't know, maybe four or five years, and they are truly the highlight of our year. Our, they, you know, we usually have the store packed to the gills in the, in the before times. You know, we'd have 50, 60 people. Um, we'd put out a nice spread of wine and cheese, and then it's, we'd usually have five to six to seven of our publisher reps, and these are from the big publishing houses, Random House, um, Simon mm-hmm. & Schuster. Macmillan, Harper, Hachette, these are the biggies. These are not, you know, self-published publishers. And they come and share with us and our, and this is what I get to do for a living when I meet with them to do frontless buying. And it's so fun to share this with our customers and have them hear directly from the publisher's reps, the titles that they're the most excited about. And, um, you know, we also do a raffle. So if you're there, you, you, know, you get to put your name in a hat. And then after each, each rep, discusses their titles on their list we pull a name from the hat and you get to win free books that they bring to donate and we we've managed to incorporate that into our virtual events as well so tonight will be our third one third and final for the season and um you know we've got it's a five dollar ticket to join virtually and for that we will email you the list of the titles that the that the reps will be discussing so you can take notes and remember what what those titles are We'll enter your name in the raffle, so you'll have um, probably five or six or seven chances to win some book giveaways. And um, it's a lot of fun. I mean, we call it a happy hour. We encourage people to fix themselves a beverage, whatever that looks like for you, and um, sit back and just enjoy us for a fun hour of books and um, some fun giveaways. I love this. (laughs) Well, you know, again, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I, I, I want to continue on with the with the potential for virtualization because I think um, 
there was just a few examples of companies. Uh, one company in particular, a company called MicroStrategies. They they are business intelligence. Their 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 role was to consult with companies, the Fortune 500, on how to 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 better make better decisions. And uh, they spent forty million dollars a year on what they called TNA, travel, entertainment, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Of course, that all came to a screeching halt uh, beginning of this year, and they scrambled to go virtual and basically determined that their business not only saved $35 million on their, their annual budget, Increased its engagement, improved its relationship with its with its uh, customers, and and now they they believe that they will never go back to the old way again. Do are we going to see something like that in the world of of uh, independent booksellers? You know, it's interesting you ask that. I, I certainly hope not, because I would be very disappointed if we no longer could welcome authors into the store to sign books and to meet customers directly. And early on in COVID, I expressed my concerns with some of the publishers. And for the reason you, you just expressed, I worry that this would become more cost efficient for them. I think that it's mm. a great way to get the content out there. Unfortunately, I'm not sure it's translating to book sales the way that they would like. So, you know, we mm-hmm. still do a lot of these events, but we would have sold more books at an in-person event than we do for a virtual event. And so I think and hope that um, when we get back to a normal world, publishers will continue to send authors out on the road to meet with the readers mm-hmm. in person. Mm-hmm. Joe, mm-hmm. I have to, uh, you know, Joe, I have to tell you, there is nothing like, there is nothing like being in a bookstore with other book people <laughs> and, 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 and experiencing something like that, uh, you know, having a publisher. There's nothing like it. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that things might be working well, in the virtual world these days, but you can't, you can't swap that out. You can't say, Oh, this, it's not better. I don't think it's better. Uh, You know, there's something about being in a room with people and holding the actual book and turning the pages and the smell of paper. um, And it's community, you know, and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're dealing with the situation now we're dealing with it. You know, we're doing what we have to do, but no, 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 we have to get back to the in-person events okay. and the book clubs and the readings. We have to. Right, Linda? Right, right. I agree. <laughs> That's how I feel, yes. Right, people, right. People well, are I, in an in-person event. Yeah. The trend is your friend. It's a phrase from the stock trading world. The trend uh, is your friend. And bottom line is, uh, and we know this true, Jackie, that uh, when when music comes back, it's going to come back with a vengeance. I'm talking about in-person concerts are going to come back with a vengeance. Now, they may be expensive. There will be lots of differences, but um, they're going to come back with a vengeance and the money will be flowing and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. Okay, if, if from your that's lips to God's ears, right? Yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a beautiful thing. I think uh, local businesses or local bars and taverns and restaurants are going to find there's going to be a renaissance in people wanting to get out and wanting to get that experience of of uh, communing with the local band at the local bar. That I think that's going to be a, a, a resurgence, and and that's going to be very very good for them. Those businesses that survive will um, okay. Well, well that that's we'll another show, Joe. But listen, let's let's yeah. do our station break now, and then I want to get to the important stuff. I want to hear, I want to be, I want to hear about the hot books we can look forward to. Right, right, right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the South Bay Show. A hyper local 
podcasts based on the South Bay, the, from El Segundo in the in the north to Palos Verdes in the south, from the the water's edge uh, east to Torrance, and and uh, we just believe that uh, everything about the South Bay should be uh, celebrated on. Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. We celebrate all the best that the South Bay has to offer from bookstores to music to food and everything in between. And then, of course, on Fridays, uh, we celebrate all of those same things, but with a special emphasis on the city of Manhattan Beach and the members of the Manhattan Beach Chamber, because on Fridays we're sponsored by the Manhattan Beach Chamber. But, of course, you can listen live or in podcast on all of your favorite smart speakers, whether that be Siri or Google or Alexa, just say, play the South Bay show and you'll get the latest, uh, the latest show. Well, where are we going next, Jackie, on the road? (laughs) (laughs) We'll call it the yellow book road. Um, So Linda, I, um, I, I've had, I have a couple of, I always have a couple of books going, um, one of them was the um, the new Stephen King short stories, If It Bleeds. Boy, some of those were creepy, which I appreciate. <laughs> which I appreciate. And and one of my favorite books from this year is was is one called We Ride Upon Sticks. Uh, oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good, good, good book. Really, really good book. Different. Um, I had never read that author before, but I will most certainly, you know, do so again. Um, and then another one from earlier in the year that really gave me, whoa, talk about, it, 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 let's put it this way. It was it was a rough read, but it was a devolution by Max Brooks. Um, it was, it was, it was rough, but you know, I I go when I read something that I really really enjoy in particular, I'll go on social media and I'll be like, oh, I just finished this book, it was fantastic, you know. But you know, you have to have a stomach of steel to read this one or whatever. But uh, and then and I last year, last year was yeah, last year my favorite book of the year was uh, uh, Daisy Jones and the Six. Daisy Jones <laughs> loved yeah, it, which. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, and it was funny because, like, I I was maybe a quarter of the way, not even a quarter of the way into it, and I was like, this sounds a lot like, you know, the, the stories we heard about Fleetwood Mac. And sure enough, when I got to the end of the book, she talks about how that was her inspiration for it. But uh, terrific, terrific. But so tell us, tell us, what can we look forward to as far as books this holiday season? There are so many great ones. Um, so big year for sort of celebrity bios and memoirs, if you will. Um, you know, this week, uh, President Obama's uh, memoir, A Promised Land, came out and sold a record number, like almost a million copies on Pub Day. I think 887,000 copies were sold on Tuesday. And um, mm. so that came out this week. That's a big one. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld has a book out called Is This Anything, which is a compilation of all the notes he's taken over the years on pieces of paper, which ultimately percolated up to become the the germs for, you know, some of his skits on Seinfeld and his stand-up uh, shows. So that that's kind of fun. David Sedaris, many people love him from NPR and from his books, and he has a, a compilation of, of some of his best pieces called The Best of Me. And Matthew McConaughey has a book which is getting great feedback and selling really well called Green Lights, and those are all nice um, kind of gifty books. And then also The Captain, which is a memoir from David Wright, who is a South Bay resident and, um, you know, former famous Mets player. So that's kind of fun in the memoir and biography list. Uh, there's some great cookbooks out. Uh, Oda Lange has a new book called Flavor. And Ina Garten has a new book. It's perfect for now. It's called Modern Comfort Food, a new barefoot contestant. I love, I and, love um, Ina Garten. I, ha- <laughs> I, have, I have a whole bunch of her books. I love her. So she is a new one. Mm-hmm. 
And it's, yeah, modern comfort food, kind of perfect for right now since we're mostly home and cooking. And Dolly Parton has a, a, a new book that came out as well this week, which um, is just hot, music lovers and, and country fans. And she's just so iconic. It's called Dolly Parton Song Teller, My Life and Lyrics. That's from Chronicle. And then she had, there's another book about her that's uh, coming out from Simon & Schuster as well. But um, in the fiction world, I don't know if you read a beautiful ruin a couple of years back from Jeff Walter, if you read that book, but he had yes. a new book called, oh, yes, that was a good one. His new one is called the cold millions. And it's about two brothers, um, the beginning of the last century in Washington, uh, kind of coming of age and working their way through unions. And there's, there's a lot of new good fiction. Uh, another one called mm-hmm. leave the world behind. I mean, I could go on and on if you want to hear titles, if you want to hear about <laughs> Yes, them. yes, wow. yes. This, this, is, this is exactly what I want to hear. Yes, absolutely. The book show. There are two There, <laughs> there are two favorite fun mysteries, three actually, of the year. That, And I, I am not often a mystery reader, but there are three mysteries that I read this year, all by actually so, um, SoCal local authors. Uh, one is The Last Flight by Julie Clark, which is a great story about two women who are both in pretty dire circumstances and need to get away. And they meet in an airport and decide to switch tickets and just disappear. And um, the pl- one of the planes goes down, and the story is sort of the unraveling of that and filling in the backstory, and it's excellent. Part of it takes place in New York and D.C. and part of it in Berkeley, and it's very, very smart with two female protagonists. Oh wait, I'm writing this and down. The the last the last flight. The, the is last that's what's called flight. The last... All right, okay. And Julie Clark Julie Clark is the author. Another one is by another local author, Janelle Brown, and her book is The Pretty Thing. And also with two female protagonists. One is a San Francisco kind of young heiress in her twenties, sort of spoiled and entitled. And the other is a very smart, scrappy kind of a grifter. And their paths cross in Lake Tahoe, which is the setting for this mystery. And um, it's, it's, it's quite good. Um, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, Janelle Brown is a great author. She also wrote a few years ago a book called Watch Me Disappear. And then the, oh, I read the that. other one I will mention. What, what, yep. So wait, this, what was, what was the name of that one her. again? What was the, na- what was the name the of the new Janelle one Brown one again? The Pretty Things. Pretty Things. The Pretty Things. Pretty Things. The Pretty Things. Okay. Mm-hmm. And All then right. Chris Hottie. Right, writing. Chris, Chris Hottie, who lives in Venice, has another book called Deep State, which was a great uh, sort of political thriller with one of the coolest female protagonists I've read in a long time. Her name is Haley Chill, and the book is called The Deep State. And um, the follow-up to that is called Savage Road, and that will be out in January. Deep State came out earlier this year. And so for mystery or suspense readers, those are all really good. And the other one I was going to mm-hmm. mention is The Search, the Searcher by Tana French, who is a very literary writer who often writes about Ireland. And this book follows um, the story of a retired Chicago cop who retires to a small village in Ireland only to be thrust into a, a mystery. And it's called The Searcher uh, by Tana French. You know, Tana so that, French, you know, you're right. Good way to describe her. Very literary. Some of her books I love. Other ones I just I don't get. Um, but yeah, no, she, she's been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah, so this one just came out a couple of weeks ago and selling really well and a, a good a good selection for mystery lovers. Uh, there's a fun <laughs> book um, I'm reading right now, really enjoying, called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. He, um, he wrote How to Stop Time a couple of years ago, also an author we were fortunate to host at Pages. And the new book is called The Midnight Library. And it's the story of a woman who is unhappy with her life in her 20s and pretty much wants to end it. 
but is not completely successful in her attempt and finds herself in the Midnight Library, which is hosted by her, her childhood librarian. And she's amongst thousands and thousands of volumes of books, all of which are her life had she made a different choice along the way. And oh, so wow. She, Pulls, it's fun. She pulls the various, you know, what if I had said yes to my dad when he asked me to do this? What would have happened? And then you get that story and really enjoying that. It's a fun read and also kind of a perfect read for right now. Mm-hmm. The Midnight Library. The Midnight, the Midnight Library Li- by Matt Midnight Library. All right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I said, I could go on and on forever. You know, another book that is wildly popular right now is Anxious People, and it is a staff favorite at Pages. Kristen, our general manager, was the first one to read that, and we've all just loved it. And it's by um, Frederick Bachman, who wrote The Man Called Uwe, if you recall that book, Man Called Ove. Some people pronounce it, but I believe it's Uwe. And this is called Anxious People, and uh, another kind of perfect book for right now. It's it's a story <laughs> of a handful of people that are held hostage in some in a botched bank robbery, and you get to know these characters and this, their backstory. And there's a lot of humor, a lot of um, warmth, a lot of it, it's just a really good, satisfying read. Okay, give, give mm-hmm. me that title again. I'm sorry. Anxious people. Anxious By people. Frederick just listening Boxman. to that title. Is making me anxious. <laughs> you know, anxious people. Yeah, uh, I, I would see that and say, ah, oh, get the willies. I don't know that I want to read that, but it sounds good. Yeah. No, it's it's it, it is. It's funny and it's it's heartwarming and uh, it's and it's a little surprising too. It's it's quite good. And a a, a a fun kind of escape read is called A Star Is Bored by Byron Lane is a novel, but it's based very loosely and recognizably on his real experience as Carrie Fisher's personal assistant. And so this is a story of um, told first person by a personal assistant of a famous star who plays a princess in a, (laughs) in a series of movies. And it's, also very very funny very heartwarming very tender and you can't help but of course see carrie fisher throughout and um all of her her talents and and challenges and uh it, it's a very good read a lot of fun mm-hmm. that's called a all star, right. a star is bored is bored a Bo- star is bored got got it got it <laughs> Is bored. So, I can keep going. She's got her. <laughs> I got my. Yes, I, I guess. I I'm going. I'm getting. I'm, yeah, keep going. Okay. Well, this, two 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 books that are kind on. of fun for since we 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 are at the beach and a lot of people like to swim and enjoy the water. Two books. One is fiction. It's called Florence Adler Swims Forever, and this is the debut of author Rachel Beanland, and it takes place in. Atlantic City, pre-World War II, and it follows this one family who um, learned early on that their daughter, Florence, is a champion swimmer, and she dies. And her sister is at bed rest in the hospital um, with a pregnancy, following a complicated prior pregnancy. And the family decides to withhold this information from her during the remainder of her lying in. And it's a really good period read about this family and the decisions they make and it's told from multiple points of view and the best is is the you know 10 year old um birdie the the little niece and it's it's just it's a really really good read and the other book is by bonnie sue and it's called why we swim and that's a non-fiction um account of why we swim and all sorts of stories and um, information about what happens when we swim and just, you know, focuses primarily on open water swimming, which is also just a great book. We can't, can't keep them. Mm. Well, 
I love this. I got my list working. Got my list. Yeah, let me let me no. let me ask you. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Did you have a question? Well, I can't. I have a generic question, which is a, a different topic. Audible, audible.com. Yes, Linda. No, no. I no no no. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Okay, I was going to bring this up because Jackie mentioned that her eyes were challenging her, and so I was going to suggest that listening to audio books is an excellent choice, but you do not want to go to Audible. That is Amazon. But you can, there's a wonderful, wonderful provider of Audible audio content, and it's Libro FM, and they have partnered with independent bookstores across the country, and you can get the same exact audio content by going through our website and, and, and buying their audio, and then you're supporting local independent bookstores or through your own local independent bookstore, but you don't want to go to Audible. That would be my my Wow. Point. Uh, that's, wow. No, great. Okay. I, did not, I did not know about this. Tell, tell me the name of it again. It's Libro, L-I-B-R-O, dot fm libro dot f libro fm and again if you go to the pages website there's a link there um that goes right to libro and they are a wonderful company and provide great content and i always am reading two or three books at a time and usually listening to one at the same time you know i'll just tell you right here now and joe knows this because i've mentioned a couple times first off years ago when the audiobooks first came out i tried it it didn't work for me it you know it just didn't work for me it wasn't the same for me um and then um when the the kindle came out and you know the, the book readers came out uh the first thing i thought oh boy i'm going to get one for the holidays i just know it right and I told everybody in my family, I said, do not get me one of those. I am not going to read off of those. Don't, 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 don't. Um, and, and I was successful uh, for, for many years. And then two years ago, somebody gave me one. I, again, I tried it. You know, my husband was like, it'll be so much easier for you when you're traveling. You just have, you know, when I travel, I take three or four or five books with me, depending on how long I'm going to be gone. You know, and we all know your bag can't be over 50 pounds, and you stick half a dozen books in there, it goes over 50 pounds. Yeah. So, um, so, so I try, I tried, I tried the technical stuff, and it, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me. I like the physical book. Uh, you know, I like turning the pages. You know, I like my bookmarks. I'm very old school. <laughs> I well, can't help it. They're well, not for every. They're not for everybody, but they've also become really, they're quite good. Like you mentioned Daisy Jones and the Six on, on that audio book. I think there are four mm. or five multiple narrators, Jennifer Beale being one of them. Um, mm. You know, The mm. Dutch House by Ann Patchett, which came out last year, is narrated by Tom Hanks on the audio. Um, Marissa mm. Tomei narrates the most recent Elena Ferrante book, which is The Lying Life of Adults. So, They've gotten better for sure, but they're not for everybody. And, and you know, we no, still love and, books. And Linda, I have to, I have to say, when you we talked about a promised land from Barack Obama, if you go to Libro.fm, you look up a promised land. It's narrated by Barack Obama. Imagine. And there you go. That's really deep satisfying to hear his own book narrated by himself. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things, one of the things that they did, which I love this about Libro is they had an offer. If you pre-ordered a promised land from your local independent book store of choice, we would hope it would have been pages. They actually yeah. gave you a free copy of the audio of oh. a promise. Nicely. Oh. Well, I'm curious if, uh, for people, you know, for biographies, if somebody writes a book these days, do most of them do the the audio for them, or is that not common? 
Um, a, a lot of them do. I, you know, occasionally we'll have, uh, we'll, we'll hear an author say that they're just not good at it or that their publisher said, you're not good at this. We're going to have somebody else do it for you. But for a, for an autobiography or a memoir, more often than not, you, you probably do have the author read it. Huh. Interesting. And I hear that, uh, that Barack Obama book, the, uh, is that like part one of two? It's like 800 pages or something. I yeah. heard. It's a beautiful book, though. It's a beautiful book. Well, length never scared me. As far as I'm concerned, the bigger the better. You know, the the, the, the authors that are famous for writing these these huge novels, uh, it's nice because it'll take me two or three nights to read it, which is is nice. You know, I don't get through it in one night. So it doesn't scare me. That doesn't scare me. Anxious right. people scares me, right. but that doesn't scare me. <laughs> <laughs> the title. Don't, don't let the title deter you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, so, Linda. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Well, I'm just, I'm just fangirling about, about books in general. And some of the books, I think, uh, Linda, you mentioned Leave the World Behind. Yes. Did you mention that? So Lee, when, sure, it's, it's tell by, us about that. Okay, sure. Well, just um, tell us about the author that. is. Yep, the the author is Ruman Alam, and the book came out last month, and it is a beautifully written book, and it's the story of uh, one family who is taking a week's vacation from New York, and they're going to somewhere remote, remote in the Hamptons, very remote. And while they're there, something strange is happening in the world, and this is somewhat apocalyptic. And um, there ends up being a knock on the door, and um, this other family shows up, a couple, an older black couple, and they say, you know, there's something going on, and so we came here. This is our home. You're renting it from us, but we think this is the safest place to be. And so it's this interesting, first of all, study in this, you know, kind of a guess who's coming to dinner reversal um, set up but then it's also the world is coming to an end basically and uh so it's, it's a little dark but it, it is beautifully written and um it was also um a short list for the national book award and what was the name of that the, what's the name of that the leave what's the, name of the that? world behind leave the leave world behind the world behind I, I don't think i read that it yeah. sounds familiar but i don't remember the title Huh. It just came out about All a right. month ago. Came out at the beginning of oh, October. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. No, I'm, I'm, I did I'm, not. I, I was. I was doing a little research on some of the books that you had been mentioning, Linda, and of course, this one caught my attention because it's going to be a film by with Denzel and Julia Roberts. I can totally see that. It's perfect. <laughs> Very interesting. Cool. Leave the world behind. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And it <laughs> actually is on the it's on the list of titles that um one of our reps will be discussing tonight. So if you tune into our rep night you'll hear a little bit more about that from the HarperCollins rep. Good. Fantastic. Oh, Fantastic. You know, I actually I think I can do that tonight. I think I can do that tonight. I'm oh, writing right. it down now. Sorry, I'm making more notes. Yeah, I don't I don't have any plans this evening, so I can I can do that. <laughs> That's exciting. So, um, you know, every year around this time, um all of the big authors generally come out with books this time of year. Um any 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 list there? Well, you know, I would say that Barack Obama's pretty big. Um, you know, well, I, I, I was I, I was I was thinking, I was thinking of like the established authors, not the celebrities, like you know, like the Stephen Kings or you know, the, you know the the people like the, the what what would we call them, the stars of publishing? Yeah, um, you know, I I'm thinking about what's you know for the 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 rest of the year. I'm I think if there's anything big, big, and nothing is jumping to mind, I will tell you this pandemic has has just sort of wreaked havoc on what I think the, the publishing schedule was. A lot of things got pulled back. Some other things got pushed up. Um, you know, so there, there's a number of things coming out in January, and, and um, like Kristen Hanna has a new book coming out. Um, 
you know, she wrote Nightingale, and she's got a new book coming out, um, but not till January, and they pushed that up. It wasn't supposed to come out until much later in the year, but they pushed that up. It's called The Four Winds. Um, that comes out in January. But in terms of the remainder of this year, you know, their books will continue to publish each week, but I'm, I'm just, right now, I'm not thinking of anything that's like big, 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 but maybe I'm forgetting. Um, well, okay, we have a few minutes left. I just wanted to get back to the um, topic of uh, all of these these self-published books. Um, how do you handle those? How, how You know, I'm sure there must be people walking in left and right to the store saying, oh, I've, I've written a book. Do you want to carry it? How, how do you finish, you know, uh, finagle your way through that world? Because there's so many. And, and, and real quickly – um, I, I I was I can't remember what it was, but I ended up buying books. It it, it was it was someplace online. Uh, no, what did I look up? I looked up like top ten list or something, a top top ten bestsellers or something. You know, well, you know how you you'd walk into a bookstore and there's generally a wall with the 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 top ten bestsellers that week. You know, and, and I was looking at some other list. And there were all these books, and nobody. And I, and I ordered several of them, and I started reading them, and almost immediately I could tell these are not from publishing houses. These are self-published. I could tell. Um, and I was like, how on earth did they get to the top ten list? You know, it, just, it wasn't there. The writing wasn't there. The editing wasn't there. And it and it skewed me. I'm like, wow. I you know I you know I have to be very careful about this. Um, can can you just talk a little bit about that for a minute or two? It's it's a really really good question. And as a local community bookstore, we want nothing more than to be able to support our local authors. But having said that, um, you're right. You know, every day somebody or three people walk in the door and they say, "Good news for you. I'm an author and I've written a book." Will you carry it? And, you know, the, the, the difference is, is I meet with publishers all year long, and each of them has three seasons, and each of their lists is probably anywhere from 300 to 1,000 titles long. And I go through those lists, and I pick the books that we're going to carry, and that's what I buy up front. And those are vetted books. They, To your point, Jackie, they have been edited. They are, have marketing mm. behind them. They're professionally produced. I get billed for them when I get billed by the publisher. It's 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 in the system and it it, it works. You know when a when an independent self-published author comes, it's 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 usually multiple meetings and conversations. We've got to create something separate in our system. It's a manual report that I have to run and then pay them for what gets sold. We usually do it on a consignment basis. And it's just you know again we want to be very very supportive, but it's it's a really tricky thing. And, you know, occasionally we'll have some that are excellent and they're well-connected in the community and we'll have an event and they'll sell a lot of books and that's all great. But um, that is the exception, I will say. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. It, when you read as much as we do, Joe, you can pick these things out pretty fast. You know, what's a prof- mm-hmm. professionally published mm-hmm. work and what's not. So, um, yeah, you know. You know me. I could go another hour talking about this, but we need to we need to start <laughs> wrapping this up. Well, that's what we do, Jackie. Uh, spending an hour talking about these things, but the world of pages, a bookstore, is uh, is a special world that uh, we're so thrilled to to highlight today. This is what we do, ladies and gentlemen. We talk about the best of the South Bay, and pages certainly is one. Thank you, Linda McLaughlin Figal. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so very much for having me. This Linda, is, is the uh, store open? Linda, Linda, is the store open? Are you physically open? We are. We are open for browsing. We're open seven days a week from 11 until 5. Masks are required, as is the use of hand sanitizer before you come in. And we're limiting... Um, it's only four customers at a time. So you ring a bell and we let you in. And we appreciate people um, honoring those those rules to keep our customers and our staff safe during these times. But we're very, very happy to have people back in the store. We reopened um, at the end of June. Fantastic. 
Okay. Now, real quickly, give us website, store address, any any contact Thank info. You. Yes. So we're Pages A Bookstore, and we can be found at, on the web at pagesabookstore.com. And we have a very robust website. You can order online from us and arrange for curbside pickup, local free delivery, or we can ship books to you. Um, our physical location is at 904 Manhattan Avenue, um, just a block off the Strand and roughly across the street from Arthur, the Arthur J restaurant if you know that and we'd love to see you uh, either online or at the store thank you fantastic i may be in this weekend (laughs) great fantastic and uh your 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 uh website as you say is is very robust and uh we're looking forward to it pagesabookstore.com Well, that's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. We'll see you tomorrow. Uh, Thank you, Jackie. Always a pleasure, Joe. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye, everyone.